Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The Morning Hookup on ESPN Lincoln. Number two, we're gonna bring on our uh, next guest. I uh, I feel like after the week he just had, I'm sure there's other ones, but on our show the week he had, it's like the old show Ducktales, and he's in that big vault just swimming in the cash. That's what this guy's doing. Marco D'Angelo, WagerTalk.com. Marco, what's up? Uh, definitely was a fun week last week. The Jacksonville game, uh, <laughs> maybe a little bit uh, too much uh, drama in that one, but uh, it was a fun week. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Will had a question for you uh, on when you have weekends like you had. Uh, this is his yeah, question. Yeah, I mean, how, how do you celebrate, Marco? I saw your tweet with the beautiful-looking steak. I mean, how does, how does one celebrate a perfect week like that? Uh, you know what? A lot of good eating, uh, maybe a little bit of good drinking as well. And uh, then you just got to get back to work because, you know, what happened last week has no bearing on this week. You got to do it all over again. I think uh, Will's other question was, he didn't want to ask it, was how much uh, do you take care of the wife with? That's the question. Like, you, they know you got to give them a little back, right? Oh, uh, absolutely. But, you know, full disclosure, the, the Jacksonville play on Saturday – was my biggest play of the weekend. Um, and we, you know, you see me post all the time. I've got season tickets to uh, the Golden Knights, and they were playing on Saturday night. And so, yes, I was at the hockey game. Uh, prior to the hockey game, we went to one of our favorite uh, bar restaurants on the way, had the, you know, little pregame meal, some wings, and uh, it was timing it perfect. You know, we were there for, I was going to be there for the first half and then head on to the, uh, Hockey game, and let me tell you, uh, very quickly, uh, I lost my appetite for my wings at the bar because it was 24 nothing before I could blink my eye. So uh, Marco wasn't a happy camper heading to the uh, hockey game, and then I started getting texts because I just shut it off. I started getting texts when they were making the run back, and uh, then I'm trying to jump on Wi-Fi at T-Mobile to watch the end of the game. Uh, but it, it was all good. Hey, Marco, uh, you know, real quick, before we get into these games, there's some really good action uh, coming up. In situations like that, I know we don't talk about it on our show a lot. We always look at games over-unders, uh, things like that. But um, I know some people out there were like, well, what about a second-half action? In a game like that, do you sometimes, like, or what's the mantra if it's that big of a lead? What does second-half action look like? Do you try to hedge it, go the other way? Um, just some thoughts there. Well, you know, you have second half wagering, but also now because of all the states that, you know, have added uh, sports betting and everything's being done through, you know, apps on your phone, you've got live betting. 
as well. And live betting is even better than second-half betting because on every possession, they're changing the point spread and the over-under. So if you are a student of the game and are able to watch the game and there's something that you're seeing that you think what's happening isn't the norm, this this is going to change. And obviously, let's be honest, I mean, Jacksonville was getting drilled, but they were all self-inflicted wounds. It wasn't like the Chargers were rolling. The Chargers were benefiting from four first-half interceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the game was. So if you looked at it, and once Jacksonville got that touchdown right before the half, um, live betting became an option for a lot of people uh, because you were getting points with Jacksonville at that time. If you wanted to take them on a money line, you were getting plus money. So there's different ways that you can add to your arsenal of bets and help yourself um, maybe get a better position in a game. If you remember a couple years ago, and I was tweeting about it the whole game, remember when Kansas City and the Rams played that Monday night game mm-hmm. and both teams were just going up and down the field? At one point, the over-under in-game was 103 in that game. But because the two teams kept trading points, they kept trading who was the favorite in the game. So if you were live betting, you could keep grabbing the other team mm-hmm. at plus a, you know, a point or two because it kept seesawing. So it creates good opportunities for sharp players. Yeah, it's such good stuff right there. All right, Marco, uh, let's kick this thing off. This will be fun because a lot of times Marco will let us know, hey, where I'm thinking is mantra, but right now we have no idea. So what you're going to hear from Marco, I have no idea at this point which way we're playing, but we're going to kick it off and go to the NFC East playoff <laughs> with the Giants-Eagles. Jalen Hurts, is he, is he healthy enough? Can, the Giant, can Danny Dimes look like he did last week? Well, Let's stop with Danny Dimes looking the way he did last week because he's not going to face the Minnesota Viking defense. Okay, that's the starter. Uh, I've got the utmost confidence, Bill, that you would look half decent at quarterback against the Minnesota Viking defense. Uh, that's where we're going to start with this one. And, yeah, it was a great game. And you know what? Uh, kudos to the Giants coaching staff. They've done a marvelous job with this team this year. They played a lot better than I anticipated them to do. Philadelphia, everybody knows about you know the injuries that they've had. Um, they had the two-game losing streak right before the end, the final game, and then they limped home in that final game, 22 to 16, as a 17-point favorite. They closed at 17 points because the Giants were sitting players, and Philadelphia needed to win that game. And if there was ever a team that needed a buy in the NFL right now, it was the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they needed to get Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, healthy. Uh, he did play in that final game, but obviously he wasn't as you know he wasn't that sharp. He was 20 of 35 in that game, but he had missed a few weeks and. They kept him under wraps. Jalen Hurts is best when he's on the move. Well, they didn't want to get him hurt, so you know they pulled the reins in a little bit on him. So it wasn't his typical performance. They're not going to leave anything on the field this week. I like Philadelphia here. The Giants, it's been a great story, but we've seen too much of Danny Dimes, the big pitcher. And this week I think he's going to struggle. I think Philadelphia gets the job done. I've got Philadelphia winning 27-16, to 16, so that would also be a slight lean to the under, but the official play is I'm taking Philadelphia and I'm laying the 7.5. Yeah! Next game, Marco, the Jaguars at Kansas City. Do the Jags still have some magic in them? 
Yeah, you look at Jacksonville, and, you know, as we alluded to it last week, I said that, you know, they already had their playoff game. And you know what? Maybe on that final drive in the fourth quarter, the fact that they did come from behind against Tennessee gave them the confidence they needed that they could do it again. Uh, you know, you never can put, you know, a value on games like that. But it's a learning experience, and for Trevor Lawrence, they got the job done. This week it's going to be a different story. And my mantra about Kansas City has been this year. They've got the great straight-up record, but we all know what's been going on. They take the foot off the gas. They let teams hang around. And what ends up happening, they win, but they don't cover. Uh, I don't see that happening this week. Andy Reid, even though he likes to go to his comfort zone, which his comfort zone is taking his foot off the gas, he had to see what happened last week, okay? And he knows that the Chiefs have played some close games this year that shouldn't have been close. I think they storm out to a lead, and I don't think they go into the prevent mode. I think they keep the pedal to the metal, and that's going to be a problem for Jacksonville in this game. Now, the total in this game is extremely high. Um, the total on this game opened up at 52, then went to um, – 53, and then we started to see some buyback. And the buyback started yesterday. And I can tell you guys that when you see movement on a total early in the week, that is generally, if it's on the under, it's definitely usually sharp money doing that. Because John Q. Public is not tying their money up on Wednesday on a total, and they're not betting the under. Because we, I've told you all the times that if you like the, un, or if you like the over, bet it closer to game time, because once the public gets involved, they're always going to kick it up a little bit. Well, the Sharps aren't even waiting for that. They want the under in this game. Uh, they're looking for a lower-scoring game, and I agree with it. My numbers have Kansas City uh, winning this game 31-17. to uh, The other thing to put in uh, consideration to remember, Andy Reid, when he has a bye week, straight-up record is 29-6. and six. 29-6 and six when you give him more than a week to prepare for a game. We're going to go ahead and ride Andy Reid here. And in the playoffs, the mantra has been, and if you just do this, you're going to win over 83% of the time. Just pick the winner. Don't worry about the point spread. Pick the winner of the game. The winner of the game will also be the winner point spread-wise over 83% of the time in the playoffs. Take Kansas City 31-17. to 17. Yeah! Uh, this next game, interesting game. Obviously, you know the situation the first time, the last time they tried to play. Now they're going to be back at the same field. And neither team looked great last week. My question is, is what's higher, Joe Burrow's passing yards or the number of yards he'll be running for his life for? Yeah, that's uh, the thing here. This offensive line for Cincinnati uh, the last few weeks has really deteriorated. Now, granted, they've played Baltimore, which we know the Harbaugh teams uh, are good defensively. We know that you know they can put the pressure on the quarterback. But last week, two things I took away from the games last week. Cincinnati was in a division battle against the Baltimore team. You know Baltimore. You know the AFC North. You know that's a physical 
division. Um, advancing out of that round, uh, you know, they took a little bit of a beating in that game. And to be totally honest with you, you can make the case for both teams that they could have lost and should have lost. Cincinnati absolutely should have lost that game last week. Okay, They won on one of the flukiest plays you're going to see, a 99-yard you know, fumble return. Um, I don't know what Huntley was thinking. You know, it just total um, bad play, and that was the game. All right, pure and simple. Buffalo, they played just as poorly, but I give them an easier pass on why they played the way they played. Let's be honest about it. The week before was the first week they played since everything that happened on that Monday night game. It was a very emotional game for them to take the field. They did have something to play for in that game. That win got them the home field in this game. Okay, And I know the Cincinnati uh, organization not happy with the way that it went. They didn't get their opportunity to have the home game. But Buffalo took care of business. It was emotional. You had the opening kickoff run back for a touchdown, all of that. And then to throw all of that on top of it, Miami comes in with not their starting quarterback, not their backup quarterback, but Skylar Thompson. I think Buffalo was flat. Even though it was a playoff game, they had to feel all they had to do was show up and they were going to win. They just beat Miami a couple weeks ago with Tua on the field. Now you're facing Skylar Thompson. There's no way they thought they were going to lose that game. And I think they were very complacent, and it almost cost them. I love taking good teams, and let's face it, Buffalo is one of the top you know, three teams in the NFL. There's no doubt about that. When you get one of those teams that has a scare like that, and it seems like every year one of those teams have one of those playoff scares, they come back big time in the next game. I love Buffalo in this game. The only thing that I will say is, obviously, Cincinnati has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder on the way things played out, that they didn't get a chance to play for home field advantage in the playoffs. Um, it's just an uncertain, you know, unfortunate set of circumstances the way it happened, but that's the way it is. Buffalo's the better team right now. Cincinnati, that offensive line's going to cause problems. If Josh Allen has a clean game, and that's a big if because that's the other reason they're leaving teams in the games. Buffalo has nine turnovers, nine in the last three games. I like Buffalo. I've got them winning 31 to 20. I'm going to go ahead and lay the points with Buffalo. Yeah. Last game, Marco, and this is my favorite game of the whole weekend. We got Dallas heading to San Francisco. All right. This is going to be maybe the best or second best game to watch this week. This one, I'll be honest with you guys, this is the one that's given me the most problems. Um, First of all, you always hear me talk about the line, and you know sometimes is it a, a trap? You know, I'll be honest. I didn't expect this number to come out as low as it did. Uh, my personal numbers had San Francisco a five or a five and a half point favorite. Um, given every, even though I was on Dallas big last week, that was our second biggest play of the weekend uh, because I liked the matchup and everything. This is where the problem is. Dallas, we know their history. In the playoffs, they've had problems, okay? They look so good on Monday night, but just pump the brakes a tad. All the reasons I liked Dallas last week 
was as much because I didn't like Tampa Bay. All of a sudden, everybody thought because it was the playoffs that Tom Brady was going to flip some kind of you know miracle switch and go back to the old Tom Brady. The Tom Brady we only saw in one game this year. No, I'm sorry. They went against a bad Tampa Bay team that could not run the football at all, and Tom Brady is a statue in the pocket. Okay, None of that pertains to this week against this 49er team. Also, Dak's going to be going against you know one of the, if not the best, defenses in the NFL. On the flip side to that, and here's where the problem is. Brock Purdy, it's been a great story. But let's be honest about who he has faced since he's come into the league. He entered the Miami game uh, when the injury happened to Jimmy G. His first start was the next week against Tampa, and they rolled him. We were on them. Tampa's a bad football team. Tampa doesn't have a good defense. Then he faced Seattle the very next week, another team without a good defense. Washington was probably the best team that he faced with a defensively they still won that game 37 to 20 but there were a lot of turnovers in that game the raider game bad defense uh they put up 37 points arizona another bad i mean not only a bad defense a bad team and injured they put up 38 points and then they played seattle again bad defense dallas is the best defense they're going to face and Dallas is the best offense next to the Raiders. But if you remember the Raider game, uh, when the Raiders almost beat them, that was the game that the Raiders benched Carr, you know, in the beginning of the week. They put, uh, Stidham was making his first uh, NFL start, and that was New Year's Day. They spent New Year's Eve in Las Vegas, and no Derek Carr. Do you think they look past the Raiders on New Year's Day? Absolutely. So there's where my problems lie in this game. What's Brock Purdy going to do if he has to actually come from behind in a game, if Dallas is able to score points on him? That's my concern in this game. I think San Francisco, more than any other game, is going to try to run the football to limit those uh, mistakes, you know, to try to prevent them from happening. So with that said, I'm going to pass on the game for now, but I'm going to take the total. And I like this total under the total. Um, this is one of those ones where you look at all the games last week, nobody's going to want to bet unders this week. This is the one you do want to do it. I think you're going to see a conservative game plan from both coaches, and we know Kyle Shanahan has had a history in big games. If he did get a lead, he really takes his foot off the gas even more than Andy Reid has ever done. I'm going to take this one under 46-and-a-half. Yeah! Boy, good stuff, Marco. I can't believe that we're only a couple weeks away. Uh, we're going to have a Super Bowl in our hands, and um, it's going to be so much great action. And then we're going to, at some point, we get into the prop windows and start talking about those and how exciting those can be. Yeah, Super Bowl, you know, the props uh, have always uh, been a popular wager, uh, even more so in the last several years. And now that everybody's got them on their phone with the apps, it's mm. just, you know, old school. I remember still going down to the Westgate here in Las Vegas. They would post them on the Thursday night the week before, and people would be lined up in line to jump on those props as soon as they posted them because you could only bet two at a time and they had limits on it, and then you had to get out of the line and get back in it to do it. But now everything's changed with the apps. Oh, speaking of apps, 
Um, I think everyone that listens to the show should have which one, Marco, and watch what show. Yeah, they should have a Wager Talk TV app, and you'll get all of our shows. And the show that I am uh, pretty uh, proud of is the uh, Bet On It show. The NFL show, as you know, we went 4-0 last week here uh, for you guys. Um, the show, the plays they've given out on Bet On It the last two weeks, 10-0 and with the uh, NFL plays. So if you're not watching, you're not cashing. Yeah. Oh baby, I, I like, like that. that. Mark that down. We're using that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Love it, Marco. You're the man. We appreciate you. Hopefully, again, we're talking again. We're out there cashing more winning tickets. Well, I hope I can uh, post some more steak pictures over the weekend. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, Marco. Nice. Take care of yourself. We'll talk to you soon. All right, take care, guys. Cash some tickets. Yeah, baby. Marco D'Angelo, WagerTalk.com. Boy, what was that phrase again? We need to use it. We'll go back. We'll find. I'm it. gonna pull it. Yeah. So, all right, take another break. We're going to keep rolling because you're going to get a different look now, a different commentary. Because here in a minute, capping with Coriel, Coriel Thomas will join us.